The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Andrew, hit us with the spoiler theme song for this week. Sometimes I feel like I see slender monsters. Nice. Sometimes I feel like Miss Peregrine's. Very good. Home for peculiar (laughs) children's where I belong. Yes. My girlfriend floats and Sam Jackson will die. Yes. Yay! It is the spoiler cast theme song. Every week it's different because we don't want to give anything away <laughs> until now. It's time to talk spoilers for Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, uh, joined by Andrew, who just whose lovely singing voice you just heard. Mm, thank you. And uh, also we've got Sam Gavin on the line from all the way across in England. Sam, how's it going? Woot, woot, woot it's going indeed. Very well. Do they say woot <laughs> in England? Uh they don't. I, I didn't. I didn't want to say like I'm that. Doesn't, make it a thing. That doesn't sound very English. I'm bringing it back. <laughs> bringing <laughs> it back. What would be the English equivalent of woot? Oh God. Um, <laughs> just a well s- done. <laughs> oh, no, I no idea. That sounds so much better. That just made American sound so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> how, do you, how do you celebrate? Well done, chop. <laughs> we're, we're, woo, woo. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's so talk. Probably the... chucking beers in actuality. Oh, there you go. Like, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Uh, we're going to talk some Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, and we're not going to be afraid to give anything away. Uh, if you did not hear the actual podcast yet, uh, the Sifpop podcast where we talk about it, you should probably do that first because we probably won't go into uh, all the aspects of whether we like the movie, those kind of things. We're just more going to kind of talk about the plot and go into specifics. Uh, that may help un- you understand why we liked or didn't like the movie. Um, I don't really have a lot here, so you know whatever you guys want to talk about is fine. I will say, as you kind of go through the plot of this thing, it's uh, it feels like a very basic boy figuring out the strange things about his family kind of movie. So we've got Asa Butterfield, whose you know grandfather is either crazy or has a line into some things that not a lot of people know. Turns out, of course, it's the second. And he is from a world where children are born with certain powers or certain abilities, and they are called peculiar children. There are, um, what was the name of Miss Peregrine? What are those types of creatures? Elcor? Was it? El- Falcor? No, that's no, never in no, the story. No, 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 no. Elgrin or something? It was El something. Elgrin, maybe? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Elgrin's. In 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 not inbreds. The movie wow. takes place in Kentucky, and yeah. uh, 
No, uh, it was actually Deliverance <laughs> is what this I'm name sorry. is. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was Speaking of something. Weed. So these are types of creatures. They're all birds, apparently. They can transform into be birds, and they are given the task of taking care of these peculiar children. And how they do it is they keep them safe in time loops. So they have a 24-hour... Seems, seems a very selective kind of power. Yeah, so they have 24 hours where they keep these children just in a safe 24 hours where they can't be gotten to by our villains in the movie, which were called... Something the about hollows. hollows or something because they Which can't they be were, seen. They were Slenderman knockoffs is what they were. Basically. Yeah. Um, yes. So because they are invisible, they can't be seen. They're called, you know, the hollows. Except for Asa Butterfield can see them. Yes. Which is the worst superpower ever. <laughs> yeah, right. That I is really superpower. underwhelmed by that. Well, yeah. His, yeah, his superpower is to be able to see the most awful and hideous creature known to mankind. Uh, thank you for that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he finds his way, and, ba- and his grandfather apparently had the same power as well. Mm-hmm. So he goes to his grandfather's house to see what the latest crazy rant is about. Turns out his grandfather has died and is missing his eyeballs. Yeah. He uh, didn't really react as I would have if I came across <laughs> my grandfather no. laying in the woods and his eyes were gone. He was just like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, bother. I will say, I couldn't actually tell that his eyes were missing. I thought he just had black, like completely black eyes. Yeah, it wasn't extremely obvious. That was a a kid-friendly version of eyeless eye sockets. (laughs) Um, So he then sees a monster that is one of these hollows. He doesn't know it at that point that's coming up on him um, in that moment. But he's also joined by, what, like a cab driver or no, somebody I from his was, school i thought that was a manager at work oh it's a manager at work that's what it was yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and so, uh, and they're in florida which is you would I, never I expect guess his a, shift was over yeah you would never expect a, a tim burton movie to take I, place in florida <laughs> <laughs> so uh I, I found some of the cuts a bit jarring actually in that respect there, there were some moments towards the beginning where like the well, you, you, you finished des- describing the plot, Aaron. No, 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 that's it. fine. That's This is how it works. It's all a conversation. So we, we talk, we go through the movie, we stop, talk about bits, and then we just continue on, stop, talk about bits, and then we move on. So Yeah, so... Yeah. Well, the- the, there were some harsh cuts that I found. Um, I thought the first one that worked was at the very beginning, uh, when it cuts from the credits to a beach. Yeah. And it had the, that felt very Tim Burton-y. Yeah. And then it kind of, it, it, the pacing, I think, is very bizarre for this film. It's kind of sporadic. I and totally moments, agree. And there are, there are moments there that feel like they were cut, not because it was a choice, but because they, they were running out of runtime and they just had to end the scene. Um, you know, there are a few, there are few establishing shots, actually, that will just cut to a close-up of a character in a room, um, which I found somewhat jarring. Um, in many instances, but that just what you were mentioning there just just brought my mind to it. There's actually a point when um, Chris O'Dell is um, saying, like they're talking about his granddad, and then he says, "That's how it is," and then the scene just ends. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, we haven't mentioned Chris O'Dell uh, yet. Uh, he is the father of uh, Butterfield's character, and basically playing. Not even so much of like an absentee father, but more of just like is so in his own world father that he's not really aware of what's going on in his son's life. Uh, you know, he pays 
you know, verbal tribute to it. You know, he it's not like he's uninvolved. He's just self-involved. It's kind of a, a really interesting uh, take. And I think one that, you know, can ring true to a lot of people um, who can, you know, maybe have self-involved parents or parents that, you know, didn't really pay a lot of attention to him. Did he seem like an Irish guy trying to do an American accent to you? Or did you believe his I, I accent? I still thought his American was better than Ace's. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I didn't. I didn't notice it too much. Uh, I I wasn't paying attention t- too much to the accents. So, um, Grandpa dies, and then mm-hmm. they decide. Well, maybe for uh, because now, what was Asa Butterfield's name? I don't want to just keep calling him that. So his character's name was Jake. Okay, so Jake. Uh, Jake is now in therapy with um, who was uh, Allison Janey is mm-hmm. his psychiatrist. And she's like, maybe it would be good for you to go visit the school where your grandpa keeps talking about in, was it Wales? Is that where Mm -hmm. it was? Okay, so he goes to Wales, uh, finds out that the uh, school was bombed in a Nazi blitzkrieg raid uh, during World War II. And uh, then, I can't really understand what happened. It was, was, everything happened so quick right after (laughs) that leading. Yeah. So... um, Sheep started dying on the island. They don't know why. <laughs> then all of a sudden, he realizes that there's a quote-unquote loop, is what they're called, mm-hmm. to where he can go back in time to see all of the children that lived in Miss Peregrine's home with all the special abilities, which I'm just going to talk really quickly on all the different kids because there were some kids in there who, uh, for me particular, the twins served zero purpose until that one scene at the yeah. very end where they, they pulled have their masks off. Medusa and, and they have Medusa abilities, apparently. Yeah. yeah. So they didn't need to be there. The dead kid in the attic didn't need to be there. Um, uh, yeah, there wasn't really much resolution to that, was there? No, he was just... No. Yeah. That is so strange. What a, what a crazy loose end. There were plenty of children, and I guess there was only, what, seven or eight, but... A lot of them did not serve a purpose or didn't have abilities. Except to be a weird kid. Except to be a weird kid. And a lot of, normally in a movie like this, if you like, if you want to make the X-Men comparison, they always have an ability that will serve a purpose later on. Yes. Half of these kids did not. The kid who could show you movies through his eyeballs. (laughs) (laughs) I I turned to my girlfriend in the cinema and I said, what is he going to do? Project a film at someone? And And lo and behold... Uh, yeah, actually, that actually happened. And, and well, then same... I'll, I'll agree with you on that front, actually, because the moment I was talking about in relation to Army of Darkness, where they they get a whole bunch of skeletons from the cruise ship that or the, the ship that they that they basically sail to um, mm-hmm. to Blackpool, and I found that fun because it was schlocky and it was just like the movie had given up. It was like a Benny Hill <laughs> kind like, of moment. Yeah, and, and but I, I kind of I enjoyed it for that reason, but at the same time, I was thinking. You know, the kids, they've been bigging up these children the whole movie, and they're not even the ones that are taking on the, the villains, you know, hand-to-hand. And the villains were you know so I mean? dumb. It's, it's all these skeletons. One of them just got hit by a train. Like, he was too <laughs> yeah. stupid to look both ways, and, like, yeah. that was... There were so many throwaway... Oh, going back in the podcast proper, I mentioned the throwaway characters. Yeah. So, uh, we find out Allison Janey is actually the ornithologist who is actually Sam Jackson's character... So you threw away Alice and Janie really quick, and then we get introduced to Judy Dench's character, who is also yeah. a 
a uh, oh my a goodness. woman who until takes you care just of said her name, I had forgotten she was in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> I honestly had totally forgotten Judy Dench was in this movie. Whenever I was talking about and I saw away, it last night, throwaway characters, Judy Dench was the main one I was talking about. You yeah. have Judy, Dench. you Dame have M, Judy Dench, you have Dame, yeah. you have M in this movie, and <laughs> and you're like, oh well, she's going to be the one to save. Uh, Eva Green, because uh, Sam Jackson, Sam Jackson captures Eva Green, because he's found a way to uh, use these uh, bird ladies to. <laughs> <laughs> bird ladies. A, so you can change back from being Slenderman to being a half human, which didn't seem that much better. Yeah. I, I guess found, you could... I found it so overly complicated. The whole the rules of those. Well, and it involves it guys. involves eating a lot of eyeballs. Yeah, which so that's, was that's why they hunt children. You yeah. know, for the children's eyeballs. And uh, yeah, so the okay, eyeball eating scene, by the way, was pretty gross. It's pretty graphic. Pretty yeah. graphic. Yeah. So yeah, Slenderman. Um, they wanted to all the uh, evil people in this. They were originally oh, but, children. Wait, hold on, I have to say, by the way. Okay. This the second eyeball eating scene I've seen in a movie in the last two months. What was? The Do you know one? what the other one is? Eyeball. Eating. I'm sure you haven't seen the movie. I mean, I guess I'm not sure, but well, what but was because it? I have to see everything I saw it. Yeah. What was it? Neon Demon. I haven't seen that movie yet, but I really want to. I just haven't found any. Was it at Moxie? I don't want to make this a pub or a, like a local podcast, but <laughs> but I, I did I did want to see Neon Demon. Because I do like. I still Nick- haven't seen Neil it, it is the theme of the year: eating eyeballs. Anyways, I like, consider. I like Nicholas winning. Continue. Rep. So, um, yeah. So it turns out that the bad people in this movie they originally were peculiar children. But whenever you're a peculiar children, you have to live in a loop of one day over and over again. And again, sidebar: Why did she choose a day? When a school is going to be bombed, why not choose <laughs> any other day to go back to? Why would also, you... how to, how do they get born? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it was just time travel. If it's not done right, it can ruin an entire movie. Well, and plus the the twenty four hour thing, it's like she had them doing the same things every day, like saving yeah. the squirrel. You know, uh, what's the point? Yeah, like why? Like what is going on? Like yeah, it's so interesting. They're not they're not living. But yeah, here's here's the thing. Uh, if you don't save the squirrel, why does it matter? It's going to be back tomorrow. That's right. So yeah. there's ask Bill Murray in Groundhog's Day. He knows exactly. Yeah. Now there's a <laughs> time that is a time travel me. movie that is incredible. They don't say anything about it. It's just time travel. Let it be. It's, it's like, a mechanic. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's a mechanic to service the story and the characters, and that was one of the things that I that I brought up earlier. You know, like you can. I'm really not one of those people that obsesses over plot holes usually, but. I mean, there's nothing else to latch onto in in a way of story or themes or characters. I mean, they they make you know they allude to some stuff. They allude to the idea of dealing with loss and family, um, but ultimately, I don't think those ever really surfaced. At least not to me. And so that made the plot holes all the more noticeable. But I mean, like the second the I mean, we're we're complete spoilers here. The second the loop closed, uh, and then they were they were. And then, so they weren't in 20... So they were, like, in, like, this is why I've really lost the plot. Yeah. Um, so, like, the they closed the loop, and the house had, like, the bomb dropped on the, on the house. Right. So it was in flames and stuff. So now they they're... They were still in... They were still in 1940, Correct. Whatever, right? Correct. 
Uh, and then they got on the ship and they and they went to Blackpool. But here's here's what I don't understand. Why does killing Samuel L. Jackson in 2016 change the death? No, it, yeah, it wasn't. It was in 2016. I, that's in that's now. So why should that change past events? I listen. I I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> it, it there's there's so much about the time loop stuff. That is infuriating. And yeah. the, the movie wants to get... And I wonder how it is in the book. I wonder what the rules are in the book, if they make sense, if if that kind of stuff. Because I don't know if there's stuff missing, what's going on. But it just seemed like the entire point of the movie at that point was, yes, kill the bad guys. We get it. That's something yeah. you're supposed to Save do in the movie. That's what frustrated me. Because the movie spends an hour and a half explaining the rules to us. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to spend that much time slowly going through expository dialogue, yeah. I think you owe it to your audience to at least deliver on, you know, just adhering to those rules. But on as an extension from that discussion, um, the fact that, I mean, at the end, they, they somehow bring back his, his granddad, who originally died earlier on in the film makes no sense um i well it not only does it make no sense but it also undercuts a potential moral message or theme about loss and and moving on and dealing with that and then in the end the movie just opts to play it safe and oh he's fine that really bugged me i don't see why it had to be done well I mean, it... he bless bless him terrence stamp he looks like he's gonna go soon anyway <laughs> i yeah. don't want to be horrible but he, uh, uh, but, yeah. besides Eva Green, he was another actual decent performance in the movie. Yeah, yeah the only it it kind of does the same thing with him and the girl that he you know that's the love story in the movie is you know the girl that's lighter than air and has to w- wear metal shoes, uh, or um, lead boots, lead boots, yeah. the what would you call them the Zora boots from Zelda or you know, basically <laughs> the same kind of idea. Uh, so, you know, otherwise she'll float away. He falls in love with her. Turns out she's been doubly blessed with powers, apparently, because not only is she lighter than air, she can also blow things really strongly. <laughs> move on from from that. Apologies for the way that that was phrased. Uh, she, I, was, she I wasn't going to say I wasn't going to say she How can- else would you say that? She blows, all right? She has tsunami breath. Her ca- there you Her go. Typhoon Her breath. Her character wow. blows. Uh, <laughs> and so, so basically she uses that in different ways as well. But what I'm saying is it also, with their plot line, it uses the time mechanics in some strange way that I completely don't understand where somehow he's able to both leave her in the past and then also join her in the past. Through some flip flops from it, from wanting him to stay and wanting him to go. Yeah, uh, she, yeah, yeah. That was another thing. She like one scene she'd be like stay, and then the next scene she'd be like, you have to go to your yeah. grandfather. I'm like I, make up your mind, and, and uh, uh, yeah. Then we get to Blackpool. They decide they're going to go save Miss Peregrine, and Judy Dench <laughs> is gone now. I guess she was just done. I guess. Oh dead. no, no, she died. She died. The the hollow yeah, thing. Yeah, they didn't even take her. away her eyeballs. They just killed her. Yeah, they just <laughs> killed her. Drug her through a window. And uh, so they go to Blackpool on the boat that they got out of the water. And, uh, well, it was sunk. Every boat's in the water. But um, <laughs> so they they sail over to Blackpool. Then they find They were out able, by the way, to get the boat unsunk uh, thanks to Tsunami Breath. And, yeah, the Mythbusters yes. thing. And the that lights they came on with. inexplicably. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. They, when, you, when you blow stuff with air hard enough, the electricity works underwater. Yep. So that's, that's science. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so then they finally find where they're uh, keeping not only Miss Peregrine, but a bunch of other uh, 
uh, what would you just the women who take care of the children? Mm-hmm. Women, women who can, yeah, who yeah. can turn into bird ladies. Bird, like, bird ladies, yeah. I mean, there was an owl there, and I was thinking, oh, okay, so it, it's not just that one particular bird. Yeah. So uh, they find out that there's multiple hollows, and then some, I guess, next level evil people, like on the same level as Sam Jackson. Half, I'll just call them ghouls because they look like ghouls. They didn't ever really give them a name. Mm-hmm. So, they're, well, they're basically hollows who have eaten enough eyeballs that they're visible, visible, which you know. is actually a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they go to try and kill the kids, and then the Benny Hill Blackpool battle between the kid who has the ability to put hearts in in inanimate objects and bring them to life, and so he brings a bunch of skeletons to life. The skeletons fight the hollow Slenderman, and... Oh, yeah, there's a really vaguely defined plot about that kid and the redhead having a thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Which so. is horribly delivered when it times come, when it, when the time actually comes. Yeah, the payoff pay is so weak because they just have yeah. completely butchered any kind of yeah. relationship. So the uh, the ghouls, they still retain their abilities from whenever they were peculiar children like one is like sub-zero and the other is like a meerkat thing i see i didn't even pick up on that (laughs) yeah so sub-zero takes on fire lady except he's somehow more powerful than her he can freeze her but she can't melt him and uh so he freezes her and it's really sad and then instead (laughs) of uh, instead of just knocking the guy over the head heart dude finds a giant elephant and for like five yeah, minutes, right. brings her Takes brings the time. elephant to life while his quote unquote girlfriend is being frozen, and yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah, then, awkwardly um, executed. Then Jake has his crossbow, which all of a sudden he's a bad shot with. He was okay shooting the yeah. hollows like dead on every mm-hmm. single shot when it's running around a room, but as soon as Sam Jackson's in the crosshairs, three shots he couldn't hit him. Can I just say... Oh, the, as more we, the more we're talking about this, the, <laughs> the worse it's getting. <laughs> yeah. I, this is possibly, uh, as they get to the end of the Sam Jackson and Jake battle, one of the stupidest twists Duh. I have ever seen in a movie. The yeah. idea that because Sam Jackson's powers, he can basically you know transform into any... He's mystique yeah, in some he's ways. Mystique. He can He can become right. anybody. Uh, he, he decides, in that moment, the best option... Is to transform into this kid. Wait, he has two abilities. One ability is he can turn his uh, arm into sharp things like the T-1000. I thought that was the oh, same yeah. ability. Because he can basically transform into anything. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. But, yeah so, he's T-1000. We'll just say that. Yeah, 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 he's yeah. T-1000. Yeah, that's a better... That's a better Because uh, T-1000 can change into different people, too. Right. So he is T-1000. So he decides it's his best, best bet to change into the identical of this kid. Because what's that going to do? It's gonna confuse people. Yeah, what, that's how, his main goal. What's the end like, game? There? What are you? What is your end? You just you want confusion? Yeah. Uh, did you think when yeah. they came in they were gonna kill you? You were doing fine in the battle. Like you yeah. know what's so he changes into him and the resolution for how he gets found out is he can't. The see. monster kills him. Yeah. Yeah. The monster can't and, tell that it's him, so it eats him. Even though he turns back in the same jack, he's like, "Stop! It's me." The monster eats him anyway. And also, it could have been either one of them. How does the real power of being able to see the monster even impact well, into the story at all? Like they're playing yeah. it as if that's what saved him. Yeah. How did that 
save him. And the fact that Sam Jackson can't see the monster that he was, <laughs> he was one of those things, and yet he still can't see yeah. it. Uh, oh, and that wasn't the worst part of the movie for me, honestly. <laughs> that was not. We're getting to the worst part of the movie for me. We're Get getting there, man. There. Get there. So, Sam Jackson's dead. The world is saved. Eva Green's safe. They're all heading back to the school, except now Jake decides, I'm going to go see my grandfather instead of going back to the home. And then he goes see his granddad. Granddad's like, you're dumb. You should go to the school. And by the way, again, we'll just say it again. Granddad's alive because of... Time. Why? Yeah. Because of plot. Because of plot, yeah. Because now Sam Jackson Jackson can't... (laughs) Yeah, Sam Jackson can't go kill him now because that was in the... Sure. Uh Sure. We'll just say that. Anywho... So then, here's the worst part of the movie. Grandpa says, go back to meet her. He gets back to her, and he says the worst montage of going from place to place. I joined the Navy. I went to Japan. I found a loop there, and that took me to this loop over here. And then the girlfriend's like... sounds like like, a much better movie. Yeah. And then the girlfriend says, shut up. I don't care. Just kiss me. Credits. What? (laughs) What? Oh, yeah, but Miss Miss Peregrine's watching them as well. Yeah, she's having a peek. Ah, uh, there's also a, a uh, slightly uh, they never a kind of controversial undercurrent about maybe Emma had a thing with his granddad and now she has a thing with her grands with his grandson. Oh yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Bit bit weird. That's uh, a <laughs> odd. But then again, it's Tim Burton. Hey. I would expect nothing less than weird. So. Humans gonna be humans, man. Humans mm. gonna be humans. She's not human. She's peculiar. Hey, you kind of look like that guy. Let's, let's <laughs> so uh, now that we've discussed spoilers and um, we've talked about both, uh, well, I guess we're just talking about Miss Peregrine. How do you do? You still stand with your just okay on the movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, now it's the worst movie ever made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I still do. I you know because all of that stuff. It's not. There's something about it that's not cumulative cumulative to me it's it all is lumped into the same basket of did plot poorly or you know time travel didn't work so it doesn't the the fact that we would talk about a lot of different specifics that go into that doesn't make it a worse movie for me it just means it's just more emphasis on why it wasn't a great movie for me the worst thing a movie can be to me is a waste of time Mm -hmm. this movie was a complete waste of time for me that's, that's yeah. fair. There were some beautiful things to that see. I've seen. I've seen more beautiful in other movies. No, no, no. I know. I'm just saying. I I can find a few things uh, in it that you know. I'm I'm glad I you know saw. I Sam mentioned the underwater scene. I thought that was gorgeous. You know. I'm I'm glad I saw that. I'm but. not trying to take away from what other people can <laughs> experience from this movie. I'm just giving my personal thoughts. Yeah. For me, complete waste of time. Yeah. I would have been probably yeah. better off not seeing the movie. I, I would if say I that, a, uh, if I weren't a you know a person that has you to would have gotten more sleep last night that's for <laughs> <Yeah>. sure <laughs> sleep is for the week I would have I would have been um, watching Luke Cage instead so <laughs> uh, I'll say that I I probably I mean what what was it that you could go from it's okay to bad? didn't like it didn't like didn't it like to it. really uh, didn't I'll, like it to I'll, hated it I'd say that objectively I don't think it's a good movie. Uh, but personally, I wasn't angry. I didn't feel insulted or offended. I mean, there have been some really bad movies that I've walked out of feeling, you know, like they punched me in the gut. Right. Um, I don't feel like this movie did. Uh, I, I'm sure there was... I just don't feel like there was any artistic integrity. Maybe not integrity. There was no artistic vision behind it. I don't 
I don't know what it was trying to do. I don't know what it was for, who it was for. And I should also say, I can I can see people who love the book enjoying seeing their favorite characters on the screen. Like I can see yeah, sure. there is a, you know, there's a certain audience that can forgive a lot more than we can, uh, that could go sit their butts in the seats and just, you know, just watch it and enjoy it. I, I don't think it's, you know, and I actively I, harming the audience. And I wish that there was somebody here who had read the books to see like, if right. there isn't better understanding to where that actually made the movie better. If you have yeah. like hidden knowledge about stuff that wasn't really given to us in the movie, and uh, just to Sam said that he wasn't made mad by this film or anything like that. That's kind of why this movie is worse for me, because if you are mad about a movie, you had some sort of emotional reaction to it. Whenever for me, if I nothing, I think that's worse than hating a movie <laughs> like well, just complete because yeah. apathy is like the movie didn't deserve because there's no controversy to be had or yeah. anything. So. Yeah, I think see, for, for me that's see, worse. For me, if the movie's bad, I at least need some kind. I, I would like to enjoy it at some point on some level in any sort of way. I hate. I can't stand movies that are completely dour and depressing and self-serious. Where if they're bad, you can't even enjoy the badness. Yeah. Um, so I liked when I, you know, I, I've, cited, I've cited it a couple times now, but the scene with the skeletons. I mean, it was stupid, it was schlocky, it was like the movie gave up, and I gave up with it. But it was was entertaining, you know, I could enjoy it for how stupid and silly it was. And at least the movie was, you know, it had some kind of personality at this point, and it was, you know, it was was doing stuff. It wasn't solely, you know, a one-note ordeal where you you just felt depressed. So, yeah, that's why I wasn't too warm to the first hour and a half, because it had a... I don't feel like it had much personality... But a lot of it was just boring. It, it, this goes here. It's it's plotting. It, it wasn't character stuff. It didn't, you know, there wasn't any any sense of urgency or proactiveness. And the second half introduced that. So well, I at least found some kind of, I got some kind of enjoyment out of it. Well, was I, enough for me to not hate the, the whole overall picture. I think when the, uh, when the Blu-ray comes out, uh, they will have your quote right there on the Blu-ray case. Uh, the movie gave up. And I gave up with it. Yeah, Sam from Sip Pop Podcast. I think uh, I think that's a that's a rousing rousing uh, recommendation for the film. It's like, it's going to be right on the front of the box too, uh-huh, yeah. and it's not going to be you know the sticker that they put over the plastic. No, it's going to be imprinted on right. the actual case. It's going to be bigger than the, than the logo for the movie. Yeah, that's right. The movie gave up, <laughs> and I gave and up. I gave up with it. Kind of like, kind of like what it's they did with uh, Tom Cruise's movie. Uh, uh, Live, Die, Repeat, and Edge of Tomorrow, they just changed the name of the movie for the DVD <laughs> yeah. and the Blu-ray. They're going to change the name of this to the movie gave up and I gave up with it. Just give up. Just give up. That's what they'll call it. Uh, thanks, guys. Always good talking spoilers. Uh, we are off next week, no. uh, just as a note. Um, and I don't know that there's anything huge coming out next week anyway. I think Girl on the Train was the only one I saw uh, that's coming out next week. If you don't uh, mind giving me two seconds, currently. I can look up... Uh, Coming soon. So next week is going to be uh, Headhunt or uh, Birth of a Nation, Girls on a Train, and uh, yeah, that's it. So uh, Birth of a Nation might be interesting to talk about at some point, but we'll be back uh, the week after that with some fun stuff, I'm sure. But thanks for checking it out. As always, you can uh, hit subscribe in your favorite podcast player, and if you are a Patreon supporter, then you can subscribe uh, to the Patreon podcast feed where you get all the bonus episodes as well. Uh, Until next time, we'll catch you then.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.